I've been waiting 23 years to say that. Okay, so Holy shit started for on time for once. Yep, right on time for once. Perfect timing. No problems whatsoever. This episode's <laughs> going to go great and smooth. So let's get right into it because we have reached the season finale. This is the FBI's Most Unwanted. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. And today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 24, the Season 3 finale. We've made it through three whole seasons of this show. This one is called Talitha Kumi. It is written by David... Uh, story is by David Duchovny and Chris Carter. Teleplay is by Chris Carter. Directed by R.W. Goodwin. Originally aired May 17th, 1996. Um, this is a first part of a two-parter the second part is the opening of season four obviously uh talitha kumi the title is aramaic for little girl get up and alludes to the biblical story of the raising of jairus's daughter that is a story i don't know i don't know the bible well enough for that Nah, didn't read that chapter. Uh, also, weirdly enough, uh, David Duchovny got a lot of the story ideas from The Grand Inquisitor, a chapter in Fyodor Dostoevsky's <laughs> novel The Brothers Karamazov, uh, especially the scene in the prison between the smoking man and Jeremiah Smith. Um there's a lot of background to this one. Um, there's a lot of references, too. This is a pretty dense episode. Uh, the the reference, the title of the restaurant in the very beginning of the episode is called The Brothers K. Uh, the episode's title comes from, like I said, the story of uh, the raising of Jairus's daughter, which is Mark 541 in which Jesus heals the daughter of Jairus and quotes the Aramaic phrase meaning little girl get up uh, but that's also part of the brothers Karamazov it's uh, <clears throat> and when Chris Carter was writing this episode he decided the episode's main theme would be about loyalty so <clears throat> that's in there uh, trying to see if there's anything else worth talking about. There's some, uh, eh, not, not. David Duchovny's penis does not make its triumphant return. No, uh, nope, doesn't, no. Uh, there's a lot of talk about how they filmed it using handheld cameras and steady cams and over cranking. Um, stuff like that. So, eh, that's not super interesting. Yeah, okay. Well, never mind. Forget it. There's. I was just trying to see 
doesn't look like there's anything else interesting to talk about. And I'll be perfectly honest. I've now watched this episode two times in preparation for this episode of the podcast. And I... We can talk about it as the episode goes on, but I have trouble keeping track of everything that actually goes on in this episode just because there's so much going on. There is a lot <coughs> of stuff that is, like, mentioned and talked about. Like, yeah, I kind of fell into the same trap. because I've watched this twice, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there just like, wait, what? Yeah, and I actually <laughs> just watched it a few minutes ago, so... Okay, uh, but it does open in, in Virginia, and a crazy guy in a restaurant who feels like the appropriate thing for not feeling recognized and appreciated is to pull a gun in a restaurant and shoot people. Uh, Sounds normal. Well, that is unfortunately how it always goes with people that decide to shoot up a bunch of people. and um, So he shoots three people. But uh, an old dude in a suit revives, uh, well, of course, uh, and then the, the, the shooter is shot by police snipers, and then this old dude in a suit is like, oh, here we go, you're going to be okay, and he touches them, and he heals their bullet wounds. Uh, and Mulder and Scully, they show up, because they're in the FBI, and there's been a shooting, and they're like, hey, and Scully's like, hey, hey, where are the victims, and the, the EMT is like, well, everybody's inside, but uh, there aren't any victims. They said three people got shot, but everybody's okay. And they're like, what? And so, obviously, they find out that this dude healed everybody with their hands. With his hands, rather. But this this guy, this Jeremiah Smith, he just straight up disappeared well, yeah, the, the detective's like, and, and he's like, yeah, I was interviewing him about the shooting. I looked down to, at my note. notes, I looked back up, and he's gone. Yeah, and that comes back later in kind of a funny way uh, when you watch the tape of him, quote-unquote, disappearing. And <laughs> apparently Mulder's the only guy that realizes that the guy that is in his place is wearing the exact same suit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, meanwhile, uh, Scully, Scully's uh, Mulder's mom goes to like their beach house, and she is met there by the goddamn smoking man, who's like, and this is what we actually do learn something really big in this episode because the smoking man is like, I remember water, I remember barbecues here, and Bill water skiing right out on the lake he was a really good you know so we learned that the smoking man actually used to hang out with the Mulders. they had like parties together yeah there was like a well so i was a little like i was a little thrown off because some of the phrases he was using mm-hmm. like when talking with her is like well uh like bill was really good at was okay at water skiing not as good as me mm-hmm. but also he wasn't good at a lot of things like i was and i'm just like um uh <laughs> stay tuned my friend stay yeah. tuned um and so they uh smoking man and Tina Mulder they have a great big fight but we witness we don't hear what they're arguing about because we actually see the fight through a camera lens as someone hiding in the bushes 
like a pervert, is taking pictures. <laughs> what is with, like, this week and people, like, looking through binoculars or camera lenses at P others, like, with the when we were talking about the Batman and then this and then the Obi Wan Kenobi Dude, trailer. I was with everyone thinking like... about it the second time I saw the Batman and he there's that just that long shot of Catwoman changing. I'm like, oh, Bruce is being a pervert. Yep. <laughs> like, I mean, look at Zoe Kravitz. Like, I don't blame him, but he is being a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um and then uh so basically while Mulder is, is doing this investigation they're watching the the tape and they see the man vanish right in front of the police oh this was this was before that because right. They were still interviewing everyone when he got a phone call from... Oh, that's right. He gets uh, the phone call from uh, Skinner that his mom has had some sort of medical emergency and is in the hospital. Yeah. And he goes up to see her. Or she had a stroke, basically. And when they go up to see her, she writes the word palm on a notepad, which... Mulder, because this Jeremiah Smith guy was healing people with the palm of his hand, he's like, oh, this dude has something to do with my mother having a stroke. Which, Mulder takes some leaps sometimes, man. I this was a huge leap. Like, his whole little, con like, with Scully's whole conversation, is like, well, we, we just, you need to get some sleep. No! he Don't you find it co uh, the coincidence of... Her writing the word palm and hearing about a guy who's healing people with his hands. And Scully's like, like, she just had a stroke. Like, yeah. her brain is all fucked up. She, she says it more technical than that. But essentially, she just means, like, your bra her brain's fucked up. Like, that's why she wrote yeah. palm. And, which is true. If you talk to anybody that has a stroke, sometimes they, you know, mix things up. Their brain just got all rattled so uh, yes and then Mulder finds the footage of Smith being interviewed and someone else appears in his place when the detective looks away wearing the same exact suit so I wonder what happened there oh. <sighs> although later on the conceit that they come up with something that happens later on I do think is pretty interesting but <coughs> anyway uh we find Jeremiah Smith in his place of work at the Social Security Administration, but the smoking man and a bunch of goons show up, and they take Jeremiah Smith away and put him in a cell and strap him down. Hot. <sighs> right? <laughs> uh, and so... Uh, it does, no, the interrogation, that comes later. Um, no, the, oh, the, he's first put away. Yeah, he's put away uh, later. And, he, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, so yeah, this, this is where Mulder where he, oh, goes... Yeah. This is where it gets a lot of things, like they very a lot of things happening at once. And one of them is... Um, you know what I just fucking realized? And this is a complete... Not anything to do with the episode. This, epi this episode is based on the chapter called The Grand Inquisitor, and I literally just realized right before we started talking on the recording <laughs> that we were talking about the Star Wars version of The Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. 
I was thinking that too when you were when you first mentioned like it's based on the Grand Inquisitor. I'm like, wait, what? I literally no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Lots of Inquisitors today. Hell yeah. Uh, Mulder tears his mom's house apart. Well, he gets there and first he encounters X, who is there, and we find out that X took all the pictures and he's like, look, the smoking man was here and he was arguing with your mom and stuff and things and I can't even remember what X tells him so that it's just pretty much just like well do you it's pretty much this weird like like this is between this and an earlier uh, and a later scene when we get to it it's just very much just a hamster running on a wheel Mm -hmm. because it's just it's just X being like, well, how do they know each other? And and Fox is like, I they don't know each other. Right. He's like, well, he's after something. He's like, I don't know what he's after. And like, that's it's when he just... goes in and he tears the house apart. And he, he figures out that Palm is actually his mom tried to light uh, light. His mom tried to write lamp, but her brain was all fucked up. So she got the letters right, but she put them in the wrong order. And Mulder tips over a lamp and he finds one of the alien stilettos, which is the only way you can kill the alien bounty hunters. Uh, so oh. uh, by sticking it in the back of their neck. Um, we'll talk about all of this stuff, <laughs> just the running on the wheels and everything. So at FBI headquarters, a man who looks like Smith comes and turns himself into Scully. And he gets interviewed with Scully and Skinner. And he claims he has no memory of the shooting or healing anyone. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And at the same exact time, this is when the smoking man is also interrogating Jeremiah Smith. And they have this whole uh, conversation that basically boils down to Smith has been working for the syndicate, which is what the smoke. And this is where it's all like drawn out and kind of over. I just think this scene's overwritten. It's, it's overexplained, but also not explained at the same time. Right, that's what I mean. It's overwritten. Like, it's like yeah. there's too many words for a simple concept, basically, in this yeah. scene. It's like, you work for us. No, I don't. I work for my own sake. No, but we gave you that kind of power. Right. It's like, no, I don't believe in that anymore. It's just like... All right, get to the point. And this is the part, you know, uh, where we obviously see again what we already know that jeremiah smith is a shapeshifter and he shapeshifts into deep throat and into bill Mulder to try to get under the smoking man's skin but you know he's the smoking man and he's just like you don't scare me with your little party tricks i also find it hilarious i i, for, I already forget if it was this tr- uh this or the second um interaction mm-hmm. where he where uh Jared, or Smith looks at him and goes, "You're dying of it's lung this cancer." One. It's the same scene yeah. where he tells this, and he's just like, "No, I'm not." And I'm like, "Dude, uh, come on, <laughs> right? I don't have lung cancer, <laughs> dude. You smoke a thousand packs a day. <laughs> of course, you're gonna have that. And of course, then." Um, <clears throat> Mulder, he's visiting his mom again. 
and he comes out of her room and the smoking man is there and right in the middle of <laughs> this is kind of like remember when he threatened that dude in the airport and nobody seemed to notice or care this is the exact yeah uh, this is the exact same thing in the middle of a hospital and hospitals in movies and television always seem to be just empty because he slams the smoking man against the wall and shoves a gun in his face. <laughs> and, there's... and then, so not, it's so funny because the nurse comes around the corner, and even though he tries to hide the gun, he still has like an elbow, he's still an like, elbow and arm on him. This guy's arm is over his neck, holding him against his Yeah. Not a soul around except for this one random nurse. I've never been in an empty hospital. Never. <laughs> Not only that, but an empty hospital that lets you smoke in it. No kidding, right? Yeah. Uh, and the smoking man is like, again, he's like, you just don't scare. Like, just who cares that you've got this gun in my face? What do you? He's like, oh, and, you know, obviously Mulder is like, you, you did this to my mom. I don't know, like, what exactly you did, but she's in there because of you and the smoking man is like eh, I'm I'm just here to see how your mother's doing and that scene doesn't resolve at all Mulder basically just lets him go yeah and he well it's like that's another hamster wheel moment but he's like cause he like in confronts him he's like I have what you're looking for and he's like you have nothing that I want I just came to see your mom he's like but I have what you're actually looking for and you're using my mom no I'm actually here to check on your mom mm-hmm. like it's net like it like it really hones in it's like wow Boulder's kind of get really blind at the situation of what is in front of him at the moment mm-hmm. <laughs> um so Mulder is still looking for Smith. Um, <clears throat> when? Oh no! Well, wait, he the, goes the to, smoking he man goes to part. Skinner. Uh, the smoking man part where he threatens him with the gun is actually after because uh, this is because first he actually goes to get uh, Jeremiah Smith from the Social Security Administration to bring him in for questioning. But Jeremiah Smith, like, runs into a crowd, bumps into somebody, they all fall over, and he stands up and he's a different person. That happens first. Yeah. And then uh, and then he has the fight with X. That happens after the smoking man part, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he goes to... So, yes, first they that other Smith shapeshifts and gets away. Then the thing with the smoking man. Then the smoking man is like, no, your mother just met me. For something about Samantha, yada yada yada. Then he goes to the parking. Mulder goes to the parking garage and has the fist fight with X because X is like, "I want that weapon. I want it." And Mulder is like, "Nope, this is mine. Like it was my mother. It, I know, found it. It is. Mine. I found it. It's mine. It's in my family." And again, they have this fight and nobody wins and nothing happens and. X just goes his way and Mulder goes his way with the stupid lines of like of like Fox is like I will shoot you and he's like X is like you're not going to shoot me and I'm not going to shoot you 
All right, then. <laughs> and uh, basically the way this episode kind of wraps up is Scully goes looking for Jeremiah Smith through the Social Security Administration's uh, employment records. And she finds Jeremiah Smith's all over the country. And they all look exactly the same. And they're all working in Social Security offices. And that's when someone knocks on her door at her apartment. And it's another Jeremiah Smith at her door. And she lets him in and he's like, look, um, you met uh, another Jeremiah Smith that was an imposter, Jeremiah Smith. And I can give you more information. And so they go to meet Mulder in like an abandoned place for no goddamn reason at all just like a construction site for some reason why who it's for ambiance for, apparently <laughs> and they're talking to jeremiah smith and Mulder's like no no the only thing i want you to do first since you can heal people is come here heal my mother and they're gonna go get in the car but another car pulls up and it's another jeremiah smith except it's not jeremiah smith it's the alien bounty hunter that we met way back in, like, uh, shit, I can't remember which episode he first showed up in. Oh, no. I f Colony and Endgame, I think, is the two-part episode he was in. Um, and that's where the episode ends, with the alien bounty hunter coming to kill Jeremiah Smith. With everyone just stupidly standing there while he's like slowly, ominously walking towards them. They don't even try to run them. or go another... I mean, that will probably... We'll see what, you know, the next episode brings. But that's where this episode wraps up. And I'm going to go first with my final thoughts because I haven't been hiding it very well. I just don't <laughs> think this episode is very good. And I don't... The longer I'm a fan of the X-Files, the more blatantly it stands out to me that these mythology episodes, they like to make entire hour-based episodes that give you very little information about the overall plot, but they still have to fill an hour. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. It's... Like it was, it was cool the first time around. I was like, okay, I see. But then watching it a second time through, mm -hmm. and then catching, it's like, oh wait, what kind of substance is actually in this? Because, like, there's like at least three, maybe four of these shapeshifter dudes running around, mm -hmm. and with whichever Jeremiah Smith is the real Jeremiah Smith or whatever the hell's happening. Mm -hmm. But it's all kind of s stemming from. It's like the main points you need to know is that the smoking man knows knows, uh, knows the Mulders. Mulder, yep. Knows yeah, knows the Mulders, and that his mom has one of those has a stiletto. Mm -hmm. But everything else around it is just fluff. It's They're, just yes, they that's the buffed that's it out. The perfect word. This is like filler. The episode, pretty much. Yeah. And it's not. Nothing in this progresses the story very much. There's just a lot yeah. of, you hit it right on the head, a lot of hamster wheel spinning where like entire scenes happen, but nothing comes of them. <laughs> They're just <Yes>. there. 
I'm assuming from I have yet to watch the next episode, mm-hmm. um, but I'm assuming more action will probably take place to kick off the ne- the kick off the fourth season. Sure. But this by itself, like if I was to pick up an ep- if I was one of those people that like just put on a random episode and this thing kind of came mm-hmm. on, I would probably kind of shut it off because honestly, this kind of is like in the C minus category by itself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is yeah probably about a C minus to me, and I'm actually looking at the. Doo-doo-doo. Looking at the uh, synopsis for the next episode, and yeah, even ooh, the synopsis for the next episode—not <laughs> ooh in a bad way, but it actually—it's making this episode look even worse. Because if this, what I'm looking at in this synopsis, just remembering, like, even the next episode looks—I'm gonna have to watch it again to remember it fully, like see how it plays out. But the information, it's almost like everything in this episode that we just watched has almost very little bearing on the next episode. There's some things that carry over, but it just from the synopsis, it almost makes it seem like this episode is even more filler than... <laughs> so Perfect. Weird. Oh my god. So yeah, that's the end of season three. It kind of goes out on a, on a weak note. Um, but there are some really good ones coming up in episode... Ooh, including one of the best episodes of the whole series. And it's actually the second episode of season four. So we're going to get to that in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, some good stuff coming up Sweet. here. And then uh, once we get... To- to next week's episode which is Heron Volk we can start talking about some of these other uh, standalone Monster of the Week episodes in this season that are really good too so sweet I'm stoked just gotta get through that opener (laughs) yeah if I remember the way it plays out I believe it'll be just fine compared to this episode (laughs) but i knew even (laughs) while i was watching it right before we started recording that like in my head i'm like i'm not retaining a bit of this like it's gonna and you really did hit it on the head it's because like i'm not retaining it because there's not really anything there to retain other than smoking man knows the molders shape-shifting aliens and yeah that's it (laughs) what's really funny is i didn't even i was gonna make a joke i made a note uh for because i was gonna talk about it but then it will re-watching it the second time uh the whole the whole lamp palm Mm -hmm. thing where like his mom writes out palm instead of lamp uh and i didn't even I didn't even think about like yeah it, when you have a stroke or something sometimes you, you like mm-hmm. you you're writing and stuff because I was gonna be like why you it's like why would they they put pop they just force palm in there how do you figure out lamp yeah. like, but then rewatching the second time I'm like oh never mind okay I was just gonna be an mm-hmm. asshole yeah well also he does figure out lamp just pretty much ra- like he sits and is like oh it's an anagram like he doesn't even yeah. say it out loud he just sits and he looks at it for a minute and is like oh lamp. and then writes yeah, lamp and then writes lamp so <laughs> oh, 
Because it's Mulder. Yeah, because it's Mulder. That's exactly it. Yeah, so we're going to we're gonna leave this episode off now. We've talked enough about very little substance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks. Thanks.